Welcome to the Waste Not, Want Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews and tips to rebuild our relationship with nature, revitalizing our natural resources by minimizing waste and maximizing human potential. My hope is that you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future that you can then cultivate and transform to suit your own lifestyle so we can collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You can find the show notes and lots more at philippaross.com. Hello Wastebusters, welcome to episode three. Today's theme is about skincare and being mindful of nature's life cycle to help create the conditions to energise ourselves and the environment. But first I have a few ingenious tips to help reduce waste. I'm sure, like me, you always have a banana left in the fruit bowl that's just gone past its edible state. And rather than putting it in the freezer with all those other bananas to make that one-day banana cake, you could mash it up and use it as a face mask. Now we move into the bathroom. And if you've got an old shower curtain, depending on the type of material it is, there are different ways you can utilise it. The first for a vinyl curtain is that you can cut it up and uh, line your kitchen shelves with it so it makes it easier to clean. If you have a material one, you could transform it into an apron or just use the whole thing as a drop sheet for when you're doing those messy jobs. My guest today is the lovely Teresa Atkins, who cultivated the seed of an idea using the power of love and her connection to animals and nature to create a business making handmade goat's milk soaps, bars and balms. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you very much for joining me. Now, I'm, I'm sure our listeners are really intrigued as to how your childhood influenced your connection to goats. Can you enlighten us? Good morning, Philippa. Thank you for having me part of this adventure of yours. Um, yeah, goats. Growing up on a dairy farm, um, I guess, cemented my farming background and love of animals. Um, my mum had goats earlier on for myself as a baby. I wasn't able to breastfeed, so I was fed goat's milk. Um, and then for myself, getting my own goats that came about through my own pregnancy and nesting stage. I thought, oh, I'll get a goat just in case. Um, How long ago was that? 11 years ago now. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a long time, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Although that goat story didn't fulfill the circuit and we've ended up with the current dairy goats. It's been about four or five years now with this herd so what kind of herd of goats have you got now so we breed anglo-nubian dairy goats they're the ones with the long floppy ears and um, very cute they come in a range of colors as well so quite appealing um but yeah they're the dairy goats they produce a lot of high fat content milk um which again is, is fantastic for the soap making so why did you choose, is that why you chose the particular breed? Yes, um, doing a bit of research around it, like the Sarnans, the typical white milking goat you see, they produce a huge milk volume of milk. Um, whereas the Nubians, they tend to dry up a bit quicker in the season, but the fat content in the milk is one of the highest of our dairy goat breeds in New Zealand. 
Um, that and plus, if I was going to spend some money on some goats, I wanted the cool ones with the long dangly ears. <laughs> <laughs> and um, are they very loving? Very loving, very therapeutic. Um, the goats also were a, a stage in my life where I had to sell out my horse by injury. I couldn't ride and and it was um, quite hard on the soul having to sell him. And the goats filled that void where, you know, giving them attention and they really do give love back. You know, they're like dogs and the, they love getting a pat and they, they will seek attention and cuddle you and, um, you know, they'll get jealous as well if you're patting one, another one will come through. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're, they're um, you got uh, at the moment four. We downsized last year, we sold our um, bigger property. We, yeah, I've got a smaller block now, so four goats with one baby this season, so five. Um, it's a very handy number to have, um, manageable, yeah, yeah, manageable, much more manageable because their hooves. Um, that's the biggest thing with goat keeping. A lot of people think goats are oh, they're easy, you know, they're feral kind of thing. You used to always see them tied up on the side of the road. But yeah. um, no, goats are actually quite um, high maintenance. Um, but like having horses, you've got to have their hooves done regularly. Um, but with goats, if you miss um, a hoof trimming cycle, they, they do go bad um, quite quickly and prone to foot rot um, pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of maintenance like that, and with their feed, they're quite picky eaters. Um, and if they do get sick, they get sick very quickly and and um, have a high chance of passing away. So yeah, it's it's not for the faint-hearted, um, but at the same time, if you're with your goats every day, like you should be, you'll notice these small changes. You make soap now so um what was the um reason behind the choice to make soap as opposed to using the milk for say cheese yeah so with cheese um it's very common um and beautiful goat's milk cheese i've got a lovely friend who's got a business now doing cheese um the decision for me basically come down to um the money of setting up to right. have a right. legit cheese room with mpi it does cost a lot of money and um, a lot of hoops to jump through. Whereas with soap, um, it just comes down to there's a few um, protocols around labeling. Um, so, yeah, soap was a no-brainer. It's relatively easy to make soap as well. Um, so I was like, right, girls, <laughs> earn your keep. You can, um, you know, let's try this soap. Um, plus the fantastic benefits of on your skin, of course, um, which led me down the natural path at looking at um you know the ingredients and what we're actually putting onto our skin because it's the largest organ of the body and we tend to and most people tend to concentrate say on the face there's lots of cre creams and things like that for the face but we forget about the rest of the body um and it's a big education program, I guess, to get people to notice the difference. You know, you go and buy 10 soaps for however many bucks sort of thing and think you're getting a complete bargain. But in effect, it's um, even with the labelling, people don't understand the labelling. So can you enlighten us as to the, the content of the soap and how it helps us? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, with the skin, of course, yeah, being the largest organ um, and anything you put onto your skin absorbs into the bloodstream within 25 seconds. So wow, that's it, quick. Um, yeah, being um, a diagnosed celiac and having to read labels on all food, you know, products and learning that process 
got me into looking closer at our um, cosmetic or body um, lotions and potions. And it's actually quite scary out there once you educate yourself with some of these big words that are on these um, labels. Um, there's a lot of chemicals and disinfectants and detergents that are used. Um, what, in Yeah, soap, the, um, like things that make it bubble, that, um, like sodium lauryl sulfate, which is just nasty, you know, carcinogenic thing. And it's in everything. It's anything from toothpaste. It's, it what's makes um, the bubbling effect. Um, so obviously don't want any of that in our soap. I looked into natural basic soap making and we use the, um, the old fashioned cold processed way of making soap. So how does so, that different from the norm? What difference? Yeah, the, the I end? guess the norm or the manufactured, the bigger companies, and that's why obviously they do it in more bulk, which they can make it cheaper, um, but they're also using more chemicals to make the soap set faster and, um, and all these sorts of things. Because our natural cold processed soap, it does take six weeks to cure on the rack, um, gives it time to dry out and get through the curing process to the soap that you use in your bathroom. Um, yeah, it's a process of soap fornication, um, where we do Another use sodium word. hydroxide. <laughs> yes. What does that mean? <laughs> um, Oh, I'm not very scientific. It, um, it, it's the breakdown. It's a, the breakdown of the fats in the oils in the milk, like we talked about earlier, the, the fat content in the milk. Um, so using a, a high alkaline um, thing called lye, um, which is sodium hydroxide, that breaks down the fat molecules out of the milk in the oils that I use. And that gives you your soap, the glycerines and things come out of that process. Oh, okay. So I'm not having to add, add in those detergents and those other chemicals. Right. Um, it's all part of this process that happens when you're making the soap and the curing of the soap. Um, so it's really cool. You can, you can skip out, again, just all those harsh chemicals. Uh, and um, the scents, all the synthetic fragrances that are used you know, you pick up a nice soap or crack open a body wash thing to sniff in the supermarket. And um, some people can sniff it and be, oh, that's wonderful for myself. It's just an absolute assault on senses of this right. chemical overload. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that education around um, ingredients and things that necessarily might smell nice, aren't totally good for you or the environment for that matter. Um, yeah. which, which again, for the process of our Highbrook Hill soaps is for the planet. You know, we naturally source uh, products that go into the soap uh, or, um, oh, what's the word for it, Philippa? Sustainable. You, and, sustainable, um, yes. It's just the, um, the circular economy, really. I mean, because you live yeah. in the bush and I know from um, previous conversations with you, it's, it's really about looking at the bigger picture and whatever it is that you feed the goats will affect the milk and therefore and and even I believe you hand milk um oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's right so yeah we do have that control of um literally what goes into the goat like we don't use any soya meal products or um 
GM um, feeds and things. Um, so it's that process. And yeah, it's literally handmade by hand milking the goat from the start um, and all the way through um, to the packaging. Only recently invested in some box packaging. Um, so not having to sit there wrapping with my little fingers all night. Um, but again, our, our cardboard boxes are recyclable. So there's all, all that thought all the way through, not only for your own skin, but also for the planet. So it's the compostable inks. Um, and that again, saves money on plastic bottles as well, which is a big... Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, our, our soap, it's, it's all over body, your face, body, and even our shampoo bars now all in one bar really is um, all over. So you can take out your shampoo, conditioner, body wash, shaving bottles, all these plastics and other um, containers in the bathroom can be done in one bar of soap. So it's a fantastic, you know, downsize and recycling of um, all of those things that you use. Yeah, well, my bathroom is very barren these days because I have mm. one of your all-in-one bars. <laughs> And that's about it. And my toothbrush and toothpaste on the side. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and isn't and isn't that wonderful? And and it just you know, and that's all you need. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And as you say, I mean, it's it's not only when you wash it, but obviously it goes down the drain. And again, it affects the water. And then wherever that water goes, goes into the soil again. And it's that big cycle that we need to be thinking of. Um, and yes, they are slightly more expensive, but um, I don't know that the quality um, and long term, it's not realizing, as you, we were talking about the education process, mm. not realizing the long term effect on your skin um, with all these chemicals that we've just got absolutely no idea. It's the same for cleaning products in the house. I mean, I use oh. white wine vinegar and soda, it's a great one. <laughs> yeah, when as I changed over, um, when I was cleaning actually for our local marina um, you know cleaning commercial sort of business and, and the heavy heavy um, chemicals that were used and we got talking and I managed to turn them around to more natural products cool. um, and microfiber cloths that helped you literally just water and, and as you say vinegar um, which a lot of boaties are aware of that because that's what they use on their boats um, and once you get cleaning and you, you're getting rid of, there's a surface of chemical layer. It's a bit disturbing actually when you think about it. But once you clean that down, surfaces actually stay cleaner longer. I actually, you saying that, I did notice the other day in my shower, sounds disgusting, but I can't. Mm. I mean, I think I cleaned it because I've got this um, jar of, of um, paste goodies stuff. Um, mm. But... Um, I noticed that because it's a glass shower, there's none of that um, gunk on the yes. on the glass at yeah. all. I don't, yeah. I don't really have to do it at all. It's ph phenomenal. Yeah. So and it it's similar to um, if you've noticed using the shampoo bars of ours, it it may take a week of using it for your hair to kind of go through a process of it is getting rid of all the chemicals that are actually sitting in your hair ah. um, before it kind of comes comes right again. So persevere with that. Um, yeah, because you yeah, do you hear, hear, I mean, I've been using soap bars for a good five years or so now. Mm. Um, so my hair is well used to it and it's definitely um, softer and um, 
uh, just bounces back better. But it's you do hear a lot of people making that transition um, mm. and saying how it doesn't suit them. So that's a really important factor for people to actually recognize it's it's going through a natural process of um, yeah. kind of detoxing it, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's, it's exactly right. It is detoxing. It's um, yeah, just just getting rid of the buildup of chemical, which again, who would have thought? Um, don't think of these sorts of things. So yeah, it is it is a process here um, to keep it natural and you know working with nature um, is our motto of yeah it is that complete cycle from raising the goats you know looking through our breeding who who we're going to um, match matings with to make the babies which then make the milk and and all the way through to is the packaging in the wastewater a lot more properties now are doing more um you know drip line sewage fields and things like that which our soap is fine for um and you know it's it's kind of much kinder on the environment so yeah you're getting that full i guess reassurance that it is you know it's good for you and the planet so um, I know you we were talking about a lot of people like to smell things because we're so conditioned to think, you know, it, that is a part of the um, is, is what we're used to doing is that having a nice smell, putting a nice smell onto us makes us feel better and cleaner for some reason. But you um, you actually integrate that with plants and things in the actual making of the soap as well. Can you tell us what ingredients you use? Yeah, yeah, well, we do have that feel good factor, don't we? We were like, oh, that smells good and it makes you go, hmm, nice. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> um, unless it's, you know, on, you sort of, if you do have a bit more of a chemical sensitivity, you, you notice the difference if you're smelling a true perfume versus yep. a fragrance. Um, we use uh, all natural um, essential oils, and I do do a lot of processing of my own organic flowers, like the calendula flowers here and um, of course kawakao is the big one that I process um, again you know hand raised from seed the flowers all the way through to packing um, going bush and having a few moments with nature just before I you know do a pick and that whole process incorporating full moon and everything as well actually when I'm doing my oils Lovely. Uh, so it is the biggest education thing. Like if I'm sitting at a market, first thing somebody does will stop and pick up the smoke, uh, the soap to uh, smell. Yep. And yep. most are sort of disappointed. It doesn't have yep. a, a big hit, but we're going for more of the benefits of the properties of the oils and the flowers. Um, like lavender is quite a common known for relaxing. Yeah. But it's not that common knowing that it's um, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic plant. The peppermint and kawakawa is very popular. Frankincense is probably my favorite. Um, love frankincense, it can do all sorts of good things for you, um, as well as it's actually really good for your skin. It's quite nourish, nourishing on your skin, the old frankincense oil. Uh, the calendula from the, um, the plants, the rose geranium in langlang oil is really good, especially on mature skin as well. The rose geranium is quite oh, I must nice. try that one, being the slightly more mature lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's quite popular. It's kind of, it, I call that one the harmonizing one. It's, it's, um, I think it's quite balancing, um, not only for your skin, but within yourself as well, that one. So that, that's where bringing the 
those other properties um, into the oils more so than the smell. So what about the actual the, making process? Because you're talking about um, raising the plants and collecting in, in a, a, according to the moon phases and things, but mm. what kind of setting do you have in order to uh, make the soaps and what difference does your approach to it? Yeah, I um, make in small batches. Um, I've got a cute little soap room now. Uh, so always make sure I'm in a good high vibration mood when I'm making my um, lotions and potions. Um, and to what difference do you think that makes? Well, I think, well, especially in the healing balm um, I make as well, um, a lot of people are using it and the feedback from it is phenomenal that how good it's working and things. So that one, I do put a lot of extra love into that one. Um, I think it helps, you know. Um, no good being grouchy and mopey around doing things. Well, no, because, I mean, and, the whole thing is everything is energy and yeah. it's intangible. We can't um, actually see it or the effect of it. I mean, have you come across Dr. Emoto, the effect of words and um speaking to plants and to water the and the different absolutely like yeah that. and even um with water as well the the water under a microscope things like that yeah. so i'm aware of all those types of things and when i'm making the product plus also when you're making the soap itself you make like a batter almost like a cake making process uh and you don't have much time it's not very forgiving you can't you know stop and look at your phone or um, <laughs> you know get get distracted um, in my measuring and, and, and things like this so I do have to you know close the door sort of do not disturb and um, and get into it um, now that I've set I've got about 10 different scents or types of the soap uh, I have to rein myself in sometimes because some days it's like oh I just want to add a bit of this and add a bit of that and right. see what that makes um, that's where I'll do an occasional batch of the round soaps and they might be some random soap of the month that you know I conjure okay. it up um, and like that uh, so yeah a lot of it from the beginning was just done from feel um, with my knowledge of the botanicals and the oils and the properties of different things and putting it together so yeah it's well, always a journey we do things for a reason like you were saying I mean the fact that mm. that connection that you had with with goats um and the farming background and the fact that you're a celiac as well it's just you look into things and part of the uh, the process of this uh doing this podcast is to, for people to create a bigger awareness of the gifts that they have that they can actually integrate into what they're doing in doing what you're doing although you were slightly forced because you had the accident with the horses and things and the goats have kind of replaced them but uh how do you feel in yourself doing something that uh you're so deeply connected to yeah no it is fantastic especially in these times uh to come back to what you know um and and utilizing those things that are coming through. Uh, I think we've all got an ingrained inner connection, obviously, with Mother Earth and in our in our environment that we've been brought up in. Um, but yeah, if you do get a chance to take a moment 
to just whether it, you know you get into meditation or just simply go for a walk or just fine tune yourself you might come back to something you enjoy doing you know even if it's you start crocheting or something and then you find you really like it you can build on it mm. um, I think now's the time for us to look at the things we actually do enjoy doing mm-hmm. and do more of it um in, so how's in it benefited way. you um I like to think I've got better skin and cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, even the sense of community as well comes into doing this you right. know like re- right. reconnecting with you even um and finding a lot more like-minded people that are mm-hmm. actually very close by as well um has benefited and that's come through you know doing the soap um and I think just knowing that we're healthy, you know, our family and my son's growing up not getting an onslaught of chemicals every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's benefits. And plus, you know, out there farming goats, um, even got into the goat club in quite a big way to the point I ended up being president of the Anglo-Nubian Breeders Society. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, heaps of benefits across across the board for you. Yeah, going back. As to you showing. say, the connections because um, your backstory as to how you kind of got the goats by accident. Okay, you might have got one for the breastfeeding to you know mm. um, to begin with, um, but um, you were offered the business, I believe. Yeah, so there was. Um, it, it, it is funny how things work out in life. Um, there was a period of time again from when I hurt my back. And I was doing odd jobs about the place. I was just sort of thinking, there's got to be something else, you know, there's got to be something else. <laughs> yeah. And um, an acquaintance of mine, Nikki, who had Whispering Oaks, she rang me and she said, look, I'm, I'm selling up. I'm selling goats. I'm selling all my soap equipment. Um, I'll, I would be happy for you to take it off. And I was like, oh, gosh, that's amazing. You know, let's, you know, let's have a chat. So I went down to her place and... Um, basically come home with a van full of soap making equipment and shelves and racks and the whole kit and caboodle and also two more goats (laughs) (laughs) um but she was great she came up later on and we set up in the kitchen and went through it all and the whole the whole process um so yeah that was instrumental into the start of now what's evolved into Highbrook Hill very serendipitous isn't it so it's paying attention and you just never oh, know it's yeah. like sowing the seeds of ideas and again another pu- um, purpose behind the podcast is to make people think twice about um minimizing waste and the effect of everything that has on on the actual planet itself but mm. also in the process it has brought out your gifts so it's maximizing your own potential um that you know we can get caught in this conditioned trap of um having to work nine to five sort of thing without and and ignoring Mm. everything that comes naturally to us because the whole thing is a natural process it's phenomenal isn't it oh it is it is and i'm very blessed at the moment when we downsized that uh i could focus a bit more on this without that financial strain of the nine to five yep uh and and being able to focus a bit more on this you know going from a bit of pocket money to actually this is kind of a part-time job now um yeah if people can just step back or even if you can't quite afford it just try and step back from that um that wheel um 
it's yeah. a process because I've been on this journey for close to 20 years and it's not something you wake you cannot go and rampage around the house and clear everything out and things because it it's a different way of living a different way of thinking and so you know even if it means sorting your rubbish or buying a different soap the next time round um you don't have to go out and um buy all this all this new stuff and swap because you actually have to get into the habit of doing things differently don't you yeah it, it's actually hard work to begin with when you um and that's probably where a lot of people are put off even from truly recycling or even composting or veggie yeah. gardening i don't understand why people don't even just grow their own lettuce uh in a pot you know yep. at the doorstep yep. or somewhere it's i think the lack of education but also just that yeah, slight change in mindset. Just do one simple thing, even for yep. that week. Um, and then that will evolve to next minute we're recycling soft plastics. Remember yep. you were instrumental yep. in, in sorting that out for us in the area uh, and taking um, or reusing your bread bag or, or whatever you're doing um, like that. Just, just little steps. Um, I'm very impatient, like waiting for things to happen. I, I do realise you've got to put that out to the universe and the universe takes a couple of months to catch up so do be careful what you wish for because it does it does happen uh, <laughs> patience uh, is a big thing for me as well and again I think nature doesn't hurry does it and so we have to learn to work at the same pace as seasons and things like that and we all have different seasons as to when we're most energized or not so I mean I love spring and summer I love light um but other people prefer autumn winter kind of thing and it's you know nature is a, a great leveler um absolutely and and again if you can be a bit more attuned into that uh yeah I'm more of an autumn baby myself I don't like right. getting too hot or too cold uh like this at the moment the weather's quite this is me I'm quite happy with this for summer. <laughs> um, it's overcast and about 20 degrees um but um yeah that cycle just made me think then of the calendula plants that I use um right. calendula comes from the word calendar um because the plants actually go on a like a monthly cycle themselves through um, wow. flowering and seeding and regrowing and reflowering uh so it was used as a you know pre-calendar um in the early 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 times wow so so there's definitely a cycle and I mean I can't go through my plants and mow them all down to make that batch you know you've got to pick and choose um okay the plants didn't flower full potential this month or I might let them reseed to make more plants so you know we won't make as much calendula oil that particular week and things like that so mm. yeah it's certainly a cycle um and with the moon and the sun like these sun flares really affect me actually um and with the energy so that's where if, if I'm feeling really off or in a foul mood or something's going on I'll stay out of the soap room I'll <laughs> 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 leave it for tomorrow um yeah so it, it's good it's it's um life's okay I went through a hard patch the other week I've, I've done my rotator cuff on my shoulder and then my horse had an injury and it almost seemed oh gosh what am I doing wrong but at the end of the day I'm sitting here talking to you about my wonderful soap that I'm making and been <laughs> able to sell so um you know it's it's at very least painful the goats and and um 
in helping. And, it's, and then they're wonderful gifts because we've got Christmas around the corner and um, just invest in something very special and made with love. Um, yeah, yeah, it's totally. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a good, it's a lot, nice little stepping stone if you're starting that journey of looking at natural products in recycling. Um, yeah, it's some, some natural handmade soap is great. And then we've got the bonus of the goat's milk, which is just so super fantastic for your skin. People with eczema and acne, babies, um, even older dry skin, um, goat's milk soap just aids in all these ailments. Uh, so it's fantastic. Awesome. So yeah. can you tell me, is there a particular book or person that has influenced you and how have they? Yeah, I, I, I am a bit of a bookworm, but I... Um, I think from when I read Richard Branson's autobiography a few years back, right, um, that just made me think from a young guy who was just into his music and opened a, a record store, yeah, um, and through thick and thin, and just how that, you know, just grew and grew, and obviously as we know now, you know, he's just gone into outer space, you know. <laughs> um, Maybe I may, might need to read the book again. It was quite a long time ago, uh, but he seemed at the time when I read the book, it was very inspirational, very humble, and just sticking to you know what you like doing. And, yeah. And um, you know who knows, it might you know take you I to the moon. I love Screw it, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. So yeah, that was a really good book too stuck in the back of my mind for a long time but you talk about music is it a particular type of music that actually energizes you or that perhaps you use with your soaps oh yes 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 well um probably split personalities there between my music <laughs> and my soap music <laughs> um i do when you say about for using um in the soap room i do play a lot of frequency um harmonizing music especially around like my healing balm things like that bringing out the crystals and things as well um for making those vibes um but my um my go-to would be red hot chili peppers when I'm, right. um, <laughs> when I'm doing things um that keeps me going along in um good old chemical brothers to have a bit of a stunk around the place um yeah yeah so <laughs> good times <laughs> do you have um a favorite inspirational quote yeah um i think i'm just about due for a new one but a, a good one in the last couple of years um for me i guess being stuck in some odd jobs and a few times where it's like oh this isn't quite right um the quote of give yourself permission to say no um walk away from any bad vibes um that that type of thing like yeah if you if you're doing something and you're, you know, your gut feelings telling you, or, or you're just saying it around in your head, like, oh, I don't want to be doing this or something, mm -hmm. you just don't do it. There's, you know, as soon as you do make that break, make that change, things will fall into place. So, yeah, just but give also, again, like we were saying, the whole process, you know, it is an awareness around something, you're not vibrating with something anymore and mm. you need to let go. But it doesn't mean that you have to break the ties immediately. Sometimes we need to put plans into action in yeah. order to let go of it. 
but just be a be more connected to how you're feeling yeah. about something is really important isn't yeah that's it that's it so yeah just give yourself permission to say no and that might be somebody wants a hand tomorrow to do something but you know maybe you've just earmarked tomorrow to actually chill out you know <laughs> yeah just you know or um my last job um as a caregiver like just always getting asked can you fill in this shift can you fill in that shift yep and at the end of the day it's like well actually no mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it took a long time for me to actually be able to say or do so without feeling bad about it um, yeah I know I'm talking to a girlfriend mm-hmm. last night in Oz and she you know she's a, a caregiver for um older people and mm-hmm. um and she said, you'd be so proud of me because of the boundaries that I'm putting down. It's just like there are staff shortages, but actually I have mm. to look after my own health. And, and yeah. the impact of coming in tired anyway, that has an effect mm. on what you're doing. So, again, it's the it's the big picture thing. And we are so conditioned to think that we're being selfish, but actually we need to learn to look after ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's been my big one this this particular year actually of just yeah just say no even um taking other bookings and things for myself just as i was drawing the interview to a close the internet decided to cut out on us as i was asking her what the one thing in the world she would change and why fortunately it came back on again just in time to capture her answer reads a big one um, right if we if we could cut out greed or people's thinking that they need all these things and different stuff, yeah, the world would be much better. We'd be easily able to get back to our grassroots, I think. Great timing mm. for this time of year, you know, with the the material things, and it's actually seeing how fulfilling those material things are, um, mm. and you know, maybe gifting with a. Uh, with thinking with a bit more much bigger picture as to how it's actually going to fulfill you um and just buy more consciously see if it's got a longer life and how it affects the planet i wish you well for all your future plans and um i'll definitely try out the um the soap that you've got for the older skin and let you know oh, yeah, all right. awesome yeah. thanks philippa thank you so okay. much take awesome. care yeah I'll be continuing the theme on the power of nature in next week's episode when I'll be talking about the miracles of water with my guest Vida Austin, who is a water researcher and crystallographer. So until then, dig deep, open your mind to a world of possibilities, live life with a generous heart and take steps to minimise waste and maximise your own potential.